0: Everybody reading the Southwest Conference, they talk about Texas in the last 10, 12 years, 1 2, Southwest Conference, Houston 3, AM finally won, them 1 in 18 years. People don't know what it is to be champions. Oklahoma, Newfoundland.
1: All right, guys, welcome to the Crimson and Cream Machine podcast. Uh, we are doing recruiting exclusively. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you where you can find a podcast. I'm your host, Kamir Mirabian, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Stephen Brown. Stephen, how's life?
0: It's uh, it's continually boring. I did have a uh, a COVID scare.
1: Um, oh no! T- tell me about your COVID scare.
0: What was it? We're say Tuesday? So it would been like Sunday night. Uh, I went through went through the mall, walked through the mall, got some stuff. Uh, later that night, I get like a, like a sore throat. Oh no! Uh, I can't just tell if I'm just, like it's just hot outside or I have a fever. So I'm kind of like freaking out, and I'm just like slamming all these meds, so I just like making the weirdest concoctions. And uh, I woke up Monday and it was gone. No, oh, so that's I think good. it was just allergies.
1: Yeah, see, like people are like people are coming down with like they have their allergies like for example one of my buddies he's had two covid tests so far both of them have been negative but like he's wheezing and stuff like that and i'm like dude it might just be allergies because there was a lot of pollen the other day and this man like he goes and i was like yeah your throat's just swelling they gave him a they gave him a steroid injection or whatever and he's he's cool and then his his fiancee has an upper respiratory infection at, at the worst possible like <laughs> timing. It's just like, man, that is terrifying. But uh, the only COVID scare I've really had is at the very beginning of all of this, when gyms started to open and I was like, yeah, I feel comfortable enough to go to the gym. And then after finding out about like, basically it's the highest risk you can get of getting COVID. So I was like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. But when I was still going to the gym, I was leaving the locker room and there's like the partition there. You cannot see who's coming in unless you're right in the entryway, and you can't really see uh, who's going out unless you're, you know, right about to enter into the locker room. So I'm walking out. I had just taken my mask off, and this kid comes around the corner, open mouth, no hands or anything, coughs <laughs> right into my face. And I was like, Oh my god. You can get arrested was, for that in like some states. <laughs> I was I was afraid to fight somebody. <laughs> I was like, Did this seriously just happen? But no, I've been feeling relatively fine and of course like the whole the whole Saharan des- desert stuff, like blew in. So that didn't help anybody feeling that like allergies and then getting into cold cold and flu season and it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be fun. I'm it's not gonna looking forward be a sh- to it. Maybe we should stock up on uh cotton candy grapes. <laughs> cotton. <laughs> but
0: and Jack will be delighted to know that another one of my friends is enjoying cotton candy grapes.
1: Yeah. We we me and Steven talked about the different kinds of grapes before we got on here. Like, well, there's sixteen kinds of grapes. Sixteen <laughs> fascinating ones at least. Yeah. So we we found out we've been deprived of grapes our entire lives. But We've got a lot to get to. We got some recruiting stuff. Definitely, uh, Lincoln Riley actually dropped the O. Now it's not a link; it's an O. Clearly, but you know, Lincoln Riley dropped the O with a couple other players. Uh, somebody sent us a random question, so I guess we'll go ahead and answer that. We've got a this or that segment, saying you know which would you rather have, and just some other random league news involving the Sooners, but also teams, other teams as well. So let's go ahead and talk about it. We kind of talked about it last week, but. it's Since it's marinated since then, since this is a more recruiting-centric podcast, Stephen, how big is the signing of Latrell McCutcheon and even more so Caleb Williams and maybe the dominoes that they're about to set forth in this month?
0: Well, I think the immediate effect is Caleb Williams, um, especially with his relationships and his ability to be a recruiter, um, as well as just the talent. I mean, he's a five-star talent for a reason. He's a guy that can make those Baker Mayfield impromptu plays Um, He's he's a heavier build. He's not like a Kyler Murray. Um, He can take off and run. He's not a burner, but he's probably somewhere in like the mid four or fives. So uh, he's another uh, QB that can really um, transform this Oklahoma offense for Lincoln Riley and as well bring in some guys that maybe they normally wouldn't get to um, given their relationship with OU. So um, he's a big signing. Latrell McCutcheon, another one. I think we touched on it last week. Yeah. He's just a kid that's – he's played football all his life. Um, He's been on Friday Night Tykes. Um, He's the one that actually broke that kid's arm, like, in the final play. It's fantastic. He he just, like, runs off and just, like, film it right away. But um, he's very instinctive. Um, He's been called a baller. Um, He's a lengthy guy, so he fits what Grinch wants. Um, With his speed, it's going to maybe take some convincing after his ACL tear. It was a pretty big surgery. Um, I think he's on month nine of recovery, so he should be pretty good here soon. Uh, but that's one thing to look out for, and he may not even get to play high school
1: football ever again. Yeah, that's crazy. And like the last thing you have to go off of is a sophomore tape and Friday Night Tikes. So, <laughs> I mean, all you need, all you really need, is that Friday Night Friday Night Tikes tape. If you're asking me, I had to start rewatching that, dude. It's 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 good. Just, just for the see parents. kids get obliterated. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the kids get obliterated. Have, and in season two, you have like the Hurts, the the. Oh, is it hurt family? Yeah, the hurt family, and like their kids, the quarterback of the team, and they're just full of drama. That's always fun. And then, yeah, Caleb Williams. Um, the rumor, not really a rumor. It's more just the trend is that Oklahoma's having more and more success with the D.M.V. area. Uh, you know, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and. They struck gold in Caleb Williams, it seems like, because there are several other high-profile athletes from Virginia, from Maryland, from D.C. that are not only interested in Oklahoma, but really wanting to come and be a senior. Is that accurate, you would say?
0: Yeah, it's opening doors that OU just wouldn't have, um, especially with like a guy like Tristan Lay, um, offensive tackle out of Virginia. Uh, Jalil Farouk, a guy that uh, pr- oh, you probably would have been in on, but now they see him like the clear leader with Caleb Williams on board. Um, they've worked out together over the, the quarantine and stuff like that, so they have good relationship. And I wouldn't ex- I would expect uh, Jalil Farouk to be a part of this class pretty soon. Um, but there's other guys across the nation. I mean, like uh, Emeka Edbuka out of Washington, J.T. Tuamalau out of Washington. Those guys are five star guys. And they really weren't on OU's radar until Caleb Williams got
1: involved. And most of them are trending toward OU, especially if you follow any crystal balls or anything. But, yeah, a lot of these guys, it's like, Jaleel Farouk was at Caleb Williams' commitment party and has long been rumored to want to play with Caleb Williams. So, I, th- I mean, I'm not saying pencil it in, but I'm saying how close can you get? So... There's a list of there's a list of recruits that are rumored to have been strongly, strongly linked to the Oklahoma Sooners and Lincoln Riley actually just signaled the O uh, just I think mean, today. And so out of these next kind of guys, who do you expect to pull the trigger first? Because there's quite a few that could. You've got Jaleel uh, Farouk, Prophet Brown, uh, David uh Marcus Burris, David Aviara, who is supposed to flip from Notre Dame at one point or not. Maybe he won't. You know, Kamar Wheaton, who is just now dropping LSU. And it's really just between OU and Texas. And if you're asking me, it's really just between OU because OU looks really good in position there, which has an effect on Savion Bird, who also wants to go to had been been, uh, SMU on his dock. Right. And then, like, Caleb Johnson was a name that just appeared. You just mentioned Igbuka. And then uh, Bryce Foster. So a lot of these guys are Sooner trenders. Uh, a lot of these guys are four- and five-star kids. And so if you were to guess which one to pull the trigger next for a commitment to the Sooners, because I imagine you would expect maybe two of these guys go within the next, three, uh, next two and a half weeks, who would it be?
0: I think the obvious one is Farouk. Um, he's the guy that's closest to Caleb Williams. And OU, I mean, you can just kind of read the signs on the wall. They just passed on Keon Coleman, a four-star wide receiver, and they just told him, you know, know, we're done here. I think we feel pretty comfortable. We can't wait any longer, and we've got guys that want to be on board. So I think that's the obvious one. Um, Another guy, maybe Kamar Wheaton, jumps on board at some point. No one really knows. That's kind of a hard situation to read, but one of those two would be my guesses.
1: So maybe I'll play devil – not devil's advocate, but I will say there's been a lot of – like there's been a lot of stuff rumbling about Prophet Brown could be any any day too. So, I mean, just like there – I think it just goes to, to say that there's so many recruits out there that you think that any three or four could really pull a trigger any day now because of Caleb Williams' yep. relationship with them or how close – like Jamar Cain has been just killing it on the trail – Jamar Kane is coaching defensive end and rush edge. And for the fact that he's a lead recruiter for Prophet Brown because he's from the Sacramento area, and the amount of talent he's brought in without coaching a down says a lot about his abilities. And he's going to be seemingly a next really big hire for Lincoln Riley because, I mean, getting those guys on the edge and getting good defensive linemen... <laughs> Seems pretty significant to national title football play, on especially on the defense because they've got the offense. But let's say instead of ranking these guys from most important to least important need for 2021, give me your top three that Oklahoma has to get to have a really successful class.
0: Uh, we'll go Jalil Farouk, uh, Bryce Foster. You could write in a book on that. I don't think he makes make or breaks this class. Um, Being a five-star, obviously, is going to help. But um, you needs like Kamar Wheaton, uh, Marcus Burris, and I'd probably go – I'd throw in Profit Brown in that top five.
1: Yeah. I would say probably – I would definitely put Profit Brown. I'd go Bryce Foster because you can use an elite offensive guard tackle. He can play most positions anywhere. And I'll say Kamar Wheaton because Oklahoma, I mean – When's the I guess when the last time they had an elite running back? Would you say Rodney Anderson was an elite running back, or he was just really really good?
0: I I throw him up there. He's in the conversation. I wouldn't say he's absolutely an elite running back, but he threw he showed potential. He looked um, damn
1: good in the Rose Bowl season. Right. If he just stayed healthy, um, he could have been really
0: really good. And
1: man, I was watching I was watching the OU Tennessee game the other day. And I think it was the one in Norman where he broke his leg, right? Yeah, it was like, the,
0: was it the kickoff? Yeah. It
1: was like right away. And so I was I was just like, oh my gosh, that's Rodney Anderson. And in and another game, what did what did he injure? He blew out something, and I know he had the neck injury. The neck, he
0: had an ACL against, gosh, was it Florida Atlantic? It was, at, oh, I think it was UCLA. UCLA. And then he, how did he that's break right. his neck? I have no idea. Was this the Ohio State like, game? I'm not sure. I think it would
1: have been just been in practice. I don't even I don't even know. But this guy's career has been littered with injuries. And so if, if maybe he was able to reach his potential, he would have been like elite, elite. We wouldn't have to have this conversation. But he had one fantastic year that really it was half a year because he didn't even come on to that after that Texas game. Or Texas might have been his coming out party, but other than that, it's just injuries upon injuries. Right. And everybody would say, oh, man, you have no idea how good Rodney Anderson is. You just haven't been able to see him, and you have to see what people are talking about for one year. So, out of these recruits, or maybe some recruits that we're not mentioning right now, is there one that deserves more love or maybe is underrated?
0: Um. I'm not sure about more love or underrated. I would just say there's some that aren't talked about, and it's just kind of given that the the secondary situation, it's just kind of it's a weird weird cycle. Just names kind of pop in and out every now and then. Um, the two that have come out this week uh, would be Caleb Johnson and Damon Harmon. So I'd have to add those to the list. You could even throw a guy in like uh, Damon David or David Damon out of uh, oh he's out of the same area as C-
1: Caleb Williams, so he'd have yeah, that they connection. Were they were friends since, like, fifth grade. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just – what about Oklahoma's 2021 commitment class? Do you think that there's anybody that – like, kind of like Jalen Conyers. Jalen Conyers gets lost in that 2020 class all the time, and he is an incredible athlete and he's a great player. Do you think that there's maybe a three-star lurking around their class right now that could be a pretty major contributor down the down the line? Um.
0: Uh... I have to look at the list. Off the top of my head, I would just say Colin Montgomery. I think he's a really good offensive lineman. I think he's a guy that um, kind of fits that Bill Biedenboe. You know, he's got to be nasty. He's got to be violent. Um, I think he fits that. He just needs to grow into his body a little bit more. And I think uh, given, you know, two years of development, he could be another guy that is looking at like a third-round, fourth-round draft pick.
1: Yeah. I like Danny Stutzman a lot. I mean, I don't – again, I'm not – Thoroughly impressed with his junior tape. His senior tape, who knows, being from Florida, if you'll get to play. Uh, But yeah, I really like what he's done so far. But before we move on from our break to our sponsors, we got a random question. And I thought it was a good question. They said, I'm going to go ahead and jump the gun and submit a question for the next podcast. I'm honestly amazed I haven't thought to ask this already. And then he says, but given Texas's." Decade of mediocrity. What is your favorite me- moment of their decade? So, do you have a favorite moment of Texas's decade of just suck?
0: Um. Oh God. It's got to be Kansas, right? There's no other moment than yeah them losing to Kansas.
1: That's the only thing I can think of because I would I would make fun of Case McCoy, but he beat him. You. <laughs> um. But. Yeah, it, and because and not only they lost to Kansas that one time, they should have lost the Kansas roughly two to the last three years. They yeah, should have lost close. last year, and so it's just it's incredible. And so, if Texas fans ever want to talk trash, it's like, bro, you lost you lost the Kansas. <laughs> you lost the the basketball school. They don't even play with the football. They play with the basketball, and the football team does. It's just you can't pick any other moment. Like, if if there was an OU moment, what would it be since 2010? Um,
0: The Damien Williams run. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. Probably that Trey Millard Millard, um, hurdle, stiff arm, whatever you want to call it at the same time. That may have been the most manly thing I've ever seen in
1: my life. I'm going to go the the opposite way. I'm going to say grant calcaterra one hand catching the touchdown pass in the big 12 title game simply because all the other years this last decade for them have been shit-tastic they have sucked and they get so close to shutting up oklahoma and they get so close to having some sort of championship ring breck and hager was talking all about it (laughs) in oklahoma because they were ahead of oklahoma in this game for almost the entire half yeah, and Oklahoma snatches it and just completely crushes them in the second half, especially after a Trey Brown sack uh, for a safety. So that that's what I would say is that they got so close to sweetness, and Oklahoma just crushed their souls, and then went on to play in the college football playoff. And uh, we know <laughs> forgot how to went. bring the
0: defense again. Yeah,
1: I forgot to bring the defense again. So, but anyways. We have a break for our sponsors, but after that, I've devised a new game or it's a sick game. Who knows? It's between things. And it's called this or that. Basically, me and Steve are going to go along and say, would you rather have this or that? Some things are serious. Some things, not so much. Uh, we also have some league news regarding against Sooners, uh, COVID, random things about JT Daniels and Marcel Brooks. Uh, but we'll talk to you guys after the break. All right, Steven. So in this this portion of the podcast that we're going to call this or that um i thought about i thought about saying something really lame like boomer or sooner but it's just that's (laughs) that sounds like something that that sounds like something that brian bosworth would do you know he hate how he capitalizes the the o's and the u's and every word he uses it's fantastic but this or that and i'm going to present you with two options and of course you choose this or that one and i'll join you in choosing so this first one a little more serious, it is Lincoln Riley wins one title over 20 years, but consistently wins 11 to 12 games, that sounds familiar, or Lincoln Riley wins three titles over the next 12 years, but he has a few 8-4 and seasons mixed in with those losses consistently, at least coming from two teams, Oklahoma State and Texas.
0: Um... I'd just go with the three titles. I mean... You've, they've been waiting, what, 20, 21 years now for another one? I, I can't imagine just doing that all over again.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree. I would choose the three titles.
0: Then Brady, friend of the podcast, would have a new number one enemy.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because, like, I mean route number one sounds oddly familiar for a reason people i mean once oklahoma couldn't win the big game they started talking about oklahoma's ability the media started talking about oklahoma's ability just to win 10 games so that's where the bar had lowered Can you get a
0: statue for one title though oh
1: man you could get a statue for attempted titles maybe they hang those banners in the practice facility right uh yeah they have a few in there that's a little sad participation trophies but yeah I agree I take the three titles I mean who cares if you lose to Oklahoma State and Texas I mean it's a big deal but if you have three titles in 12 years you've captured a quarter of the national titles in a 12-year period and you can't deny that to recruits and uh, you can't that you can't deny that to those schools that maybe you lost to because Oklahoma State's not winning a title unless they steal it from Army and Texas well I mean they talk about their if you they, they only have like what four national titles total in football yeah
0: it's like three or four
1: and most of them are in swimming so that's when they have recruits pose in front of their national titles it's usually swimming and random horse uh equestrian sports things so good job all right well this next this or that is pretty interesting one because it's about lincoln riley's offense which would you rather have dimitri flowers as your h back in a lincoln Riley offense you've seen it or Trey Millard as your H-back? Um, I'm going
0: to go with Dimitri Flowers. I think it gives him more versatility. Um, physically, Trey Millard's probably better. Uh, but I don't know how he would be as a route runner. I know Dimitri Flowers is really solid in that area. So I'd probably go with Flowers.
1: Yeah, I mean... I had a, I had a hard time with this one. Dimitri Flowers has is kind of like that Draymond Green body. Like... He can suit you several positions. He's not big and stiff. He can also, you know, do some other things that smaller smaller athletes would do. Um, so you like that, but at the same time, Trey Millard is just so, like, he's, like you said, He maybe not the best route runner, but he is a good runner with the ball. Uh, he's also incredibly physical as hell, and that's something that Dimitri Flowers He's not like Demetri Flowers didn't have that, but Trey Millard, I believe, would be a better blocker in this scheme, and like he would be like a souped-up Braden Willis if you if you might right. even make that comparison, like if any way. But yeah, I mean, just for the sake of Lincoln Rose's offense and being so elite, you might just go with Demetri Flowers because he gives you more of that pass option than Trey Miller maybe would. Trey Miller was a bit of a stiff runner, but albeit a good one. You do the swing route, but that was about it. Yeah. So, this next this or that is special. You can hang <laughs> out with Trey Mottwire while he's wearing a suspicious trench coat, or hang out with Parrish Cobb when he says he needs to go to the bank real quick.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Trey Mottwire just because I don't want to go to jail. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like if you go to the bank with Parish Cobb, you're obviously an accomplice. But uh, you know, if Trey mcwire decides to open his trench coat or whatever it is—you you can't control that. You were just a witness. Oh my gosh! But Man, you could argue, you know, maybe if you want to explore, like like uh, like a one week jail time, just to say you're in the clink, <laughs> uh, you could go Parish Cobb. The clink. The clink.
1: <laughs> like what if? Is man I keep on thinking of the other guys when Will Ferrell goes when Will Ferrell's in prison and he is what was his name Gator (laughs) Gator just like going to prison for a week getting getting tattoos getting like those prison tattoos you were a pimp I was not a pimp (laughs) Gator wants his gat (laughs) That's that's all I keep on thinking about gosh I was trying to figure out a way to slip lj moore and prostituting in here but i couldn't i couldn't figure it out <laughs> you know this story right yeah it was the his former girlfriend slash OU wasn't cheerleader. she like a cheerleader a cheerleading coach he has a cheerleader he uh he pipped out his former girlfriend and ou cheerleader lj moore did
0: um i mean they
1: always said he wasn't really focused on football <laughs> I thought he was. I always saw was just so skinny. I was like, "How in the world does this guy even get on the football field?" But then you saw the good Austin go on five minutes later.
0: But <laughs> yeah, I always asked. I was like, "What? What's going on with LJ Moore?" I'm like, yeah, I don't think football's his priority right now. Yeah, and did,
1: wasn't it LJ Moore, and guy Quick? Didn't they come from the same high school?
0: I don't. I think that's a good question. I want to say yes, but I'm not sure. Same area.
1: Know. But this next, this or that. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think would, I think it's probably better I would hang it with Trey Matuire. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe Parish Cobb just has to go deposit some money. It could be an innocent thing, but knowing his track record from Baylor, and Wake those Waco <laughs> guys, they go hard. But uh, yeah, I'd probably do the Trey Matuire thing. Like, I was like, maybe he's just being weird. Maybe he's high. Who knows? He just wants to wear a trench coat. It makes him feel comfortable. I don't know Um, or alright there's this next one would you rather have a three hour long conversation with this Lane Kiffin or that Mike Leach so the Mississippi and Mississippi State head coaches
0: I think Kiffin would be fun but if you really want to learn something I think you go with Leach so in
1: I don't think Kiffin has much to teach you that's true. Joey's uh, freshwater. But I mean, on our podcast, a long time ago, it was a couple years ago, I was able to talk with Mike Leach and <laughs> just walking down the road. And yeah, he was, it was because I did the podcast with Mike Leach and it was a big hit and it was the most Mike Leach thing ever. He, he called me from his personal cell phone because like I, I contacted, you know, the sports information people and uh, they're like, yeah, and they said, oh, we were assuming this was going to be a phone call, not a, like, Skype call or a podcast, you know, equipment that you're doing, and I was like, oh, okay, so I gave him my phone number, and um, they're like, oh, sorry, Coach Leach is busy today, but he will call you tomorrow after practice, and this man, like, the next thing I know, you know, about 530 uh, p.m., I get a call on my cell phone, and it's a Lubbock tele- <laughs> telephone number, and I was like, There's no way this man is calling me from his phone that he never switched from Lubbock, that area code, and I answered it, and it was Mike Leach, and that was, and he was just walking home, Uh, he was walking from his office to somewhere else, so clearly he was losing breath, and he would, like, stop to talk to a police officer or random people that were driving past him on the road because he was, like, jogging. He said he had lost, like, 10 pounds that way. (laughs) It was an interesting conversation. It really, really was. Maybe I should... Maybe I should post a tidbit of it. We talked about Geronimo. We talked about other yeah. Native Americans. If you believed in ghosts and aliens, we found out what a what a library was. Yeah, he was like, "What the hell's a library?" <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a fun thing. So just Mike and like he told me that his daughter, I believe his daughter-in-law is a teacher in Oklahoma. He's like, "Let me know if you know her," and just like call me. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> that was after, that was after we stopped recording. Uh but yeah, so since I had talked to Mike Leach before and it 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 it's exactly what everybody thinks it is. He's not putting on a facade for the media or cameras. He is just uniquely who he is. I would just hang out with Lane Kiffin because I bet he has some wild shit to say.
0: You can throw back some white claws with
1: Kiffin. Yeah, I us like He's got humor. He's got the humor down. I feel like he's really sarcastic. I feel like he's into some really wild stuff. <laughs> like I just have a feeling he may be a cocaine user. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's just like he's into he's into bad things. Suspec- so it could be a it could be a weird time with Lane Kiffin. But I think that was that's what would make it a lot more fun. But so I'm going Lane. But you're going Mike. I'll go Mike. <clears throat> that's fair. All right. Well, good news, and also we had another piece of good news regarding COVID today. Um, I think the the one of Moderna, who actually is having their trials in Oklahoma City, these phase one or two, I believe, um, they found a vaccine that had a really positive response to the immune system for COVID nineteen that they may be able to re- redistribute by January and February of next year, which is, I mean, honestly, the target date for a lot of people, anyways. But speaking of COVID, the Sooners, they tested again, most recently, and they had zero new positive cases for COVID-19 as of last Thursday. So it's, what, five days ago? Of the 14 cases they had when they initially tested and came in, five people have recovered, leaving nine active cases. And I know some people were like, hey, hold on. During all of this, We have not heard one thing from Spencer Rattler and all of a sudden these cases get cleared up, at least five, and now he's back on Instagram again. (laughs) And people are like, isn't that strange how that worked out? But I think this does nothing to show you and tell me if I'm wrong that the bubble for them is working. However, the main concern, and this is for me, I imagine you and several other people that want to see college football in the fall, but if not, we understand – that the main concern is school starting in the next three weeks and you have instead of just different athletics and teams and other organizations on campus you have the entire student body uh maybe some like freshmen and stuff like that having just you know online classes but you when you have the entire student body on campus that's when you start really paying attention to this are you am i right on this
0: yeah that'd be the main concern i think right now it's more manageable um as far as just getting those you know, those initial 14 cases, you were going to get guys that were going to already have it. Like, that's just a given. Every program's had a guy that's come in, has already had it, maybe spread it to one or two other people. Yeah. Um, what, but team, once you...
1: what team had to shut down the other day?
0: Was it Maryland? Yeah, Maryland. Didn't they have, like, 30 Maryland. cases? Somebody so did. There's it's... one school that was just got annihilated. Yeah. But uh, once you get those measures in place, um, you know, getting guys separate, making sure you're testing— All that, and you see that you know there's no new cases. You know it's working. Um, But once you get these guys in, uh, and then you know the students come in, and you get that campus life going, it's going to be a lot harder.
1: Logies on a Friday and Saturday and Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, Friday. um, You just
0: hire like a a former OU football player to stand at the door and make sure no one gets in that plays football.
1: But man. And And this is from what I've seen, this is from what other people have told me anyways, is that the good news is that wherever we have seen Sooners, uh, athletic players uh, of any sport really, uh, that are already on campus, they've been wearing masks. So a lot of them have been really just abiding by the rules, and that's something that you know, a player's father told me. They said they feel really good with what the plan is for OU. But the thing is, is they have a lot of responsibility, which is being very responsible for your actions. Maybe not going to Logie's seven days a week and <laughs> other places and other bars and wearing a mask. You know, being really, really respectful of the rules and the guidelines. So, yeah, I mean, that's good to that's good to know. But again, I think people are just, I, I mean, admittedly so. They should be. Or we're going to be very curious once school starts in the fall. And um I mean, it's I don't, I don't think it's something you can avoid because I think, I mean, and I imagine you you're, you can say this too that there will be players on this team and they might be starters and it's going to happen for other teams too that during the year they're going to come down with the case of COVID and they won't be able to play for the next maybe two and a half three weeks. Right, and, and that's even if they feel right after those three weeks. Yeah, because I mean, look at the Houston Rockets and going into the playoffs, they don't have Russell Westbrook. He, I mean, they they live in Houston, which is like one of the worst hit spots (laughs) in the United States right now. You know, Russell's not... He's not not even there. self
0: yeah. Social distancing. Gosh.
1: And it's just... And James Harden supposedly doesn't have COVID, but is just staying behind to ride the plane with Russell Westbrook, which doesn't seem normal at all to me. You would think he would want to condition and get into rhythm with his teammates, but... Who knows? But, yeah, you're going to have starters. You might have, like, a Creed Humphrey test positive, and next thing you know, you have a second guy line- on the second lineup, E.J. Ndoma Ogar, or maybe, uh, oh, who's the Broken Arrow kid? Ray Rame Andrew Rame. Yeah. You might have him starting a center all of a sudden. It, it, if, if this season does happen, and it looks like for major college football, for uh, Division One Power Five, they are a lot of them. I think the SEC mentioned, and we talked about this earlier, SEC might go just conference only and just play an extra team for the conference, or they might do in the little ACC thing, which leaves the Big Twelve kind of out in the cold because the ACC, not the ACC, the SEC, the the Big Ten, the Pac-12, they're already saying they're only doing conference only, and I would assume that the ACC does it too. So that means the Big Twelve is likely just going to do maybe one out of conference game. Who knows if they want to do that if they can, in just the conference game. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just pretty, pretty crazy. Just unreal that it's affecting football, but it looks like it's going to happen. But anyways, the big 12, uh, big 10 Pac 12 conference. They're out the big 12 and sec. They're saying they're going to go ahead and play over COVID. Do you think that there's a possibility the season is maybe delayed or he just completely shut down after a certain amount of cases?
0: Um, I would say it's delayed. I think that's more where it's leaning towards. I know they really, really want to get it going and a lot of that's for the money, but, uh, it just doesn't seem realistic at this point. You know, maybe it gets better in three weeks and we just like, Oh, well, I guess it is going to happen. But, as of right now, it just doesn't seem possible to keep a season
1: going. Yeah, and tech, like Texas is in pretty dire straits. Oklahoma is yeah. not necessarily doing that well after today's actually monitor of nearly a thousand cases. And you know, a lot of Texas high school football coaches they think their state is literally going to shut down by the end of this week. So yeah. Philadelphia is prohibiting large public events through February. And so, like, so I don't see. So they can say that and other cities and states can say that, but I don't see how you have school, and how you have just like random other things, it'll be, it's just crazy how everything is being impacted, but let's say Oklahoma, and for some reason, somehow they they pull it off, because basketball tournaments, you've only got like 13 guys and some staff, you don't have a 70-something player roster that goes against scout team that interacts with student bodies. You don't have that in these professional sports. It's just a limited amount of people that they come into contact with. So basketball, it can work. But football, man, it's so difficult to make any of this happen. But let's say it does. And they only do conference games. Oklahoma's starting schedule is Baylor at home, the Texas game at Iowa State and then Oklahoma State at home. How does Oklahoma fare in those first four games?
0: I think those first two, you'd have to favor Oklahoma, um, given that those are two brand-new staffs, and they haven't really had that much time to prepare um, their systems with these guys. So um, Oklahoma's had one in place. Spencer Rattler's new, but um, he has a year under his belt. So uh, I think Oklahoma would do well in those two. It's like the Iowa State game. I would say that's a trap game just because Matt Campbell, um, he always prepares for Oklahoma well. I know Jack did mention that they're replacing a lot on the offensive and defensive line, uh, but they always seem to have OU's number. Yeah.
1: And what I keep thinking of is most notably the suspensions of Trajan Bridges, Ramondre Stevenson, and Ronnie Perkins. Right. Now, the rule is, is the rule five games or is the rule half the season? I have no idea, because if the rule they was, haven't come out and really yeah they really haven't come out officially it. said it because if the rule is half a season and you're playing nine games, I mean does that mean that they are suspended for four or they're going to be suspended for four, literally four and a half games that they can play after halftime of the fifth game? That's a good that question. Would, that would seem pretty dumb to me.
0: But I don't know, Lincoln Riley never really. Especially with, like, the C.D. Lamb situation. He never really goes in depth about what's
1: going on as far as punishment. Or well, even injuries. Like, all the ACL tears have been lower leg injuries.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: He's been pretty. He's pretty close to the chest with that, even though his practices aren't completely secret that require a lot mm-hmm. of things I that can Bob see Stoops
0: did. If it's, like, a medical thing and you don't know right away, right. but you know where the injury's at, you can just kind of give a general description. As far as a punishment, I mean pretty much know what's going on
1: yeah and he never did he never did address that cd lamb thing it, and it's a pretty probably a good thing that oklahoma won that baylor game and came back and won because if oklahoma loses that game everybody's talking about cd lamb why is he sitting out yeah. is he hurt is he good to go this week you know they start to question that so it's probably a good thing that oklahoma won that game because cd lamb some people you know he wasn't hurt. <laughs> he was he was good to go. He was fine to play. But talking about home games, because as you suggested a couple times, if there's football and you talk to donors, there would be no fans in those stands, right? Um,
0: what was told to me, it's very highly likely that there's no fans in the stands. Yeah, which means there's they're just kind of letting people. With money know and what they're going to do with that money as far as like your donation or your your suite reservation like what are we going to do with that so i'm pretty sure that's why it's just not out yet
1: and what's interesting to me is that i watched i watched a uh, school board meeting today and and it involved athletics because the ossaa and i wondered because if there is high school football anywhere across the country and it apparently It's up to each school if they want to play, unless the OSSAA just shuts it down. But the OSSAA and these schools, they're saying many schools are saying they can have fans in the stands, but they're just limiting those fans to nine family members or just immediate family members. Of yeah,
0: I mean the energy just had a game
1: and they they had fans. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting how that will work. But at a traditional home game, you have your traditions as far as Norman and what they do, especially with the marching band and the drum major. But a tradition I really, really hate is right before kickoff. And some people might be shocked or might be get upset and might wonder why I don't like it. <laughs> but it's time to replace Crazy Train to start the games. Damn what, millennials, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I would replace it. What would you replace it with? Um That's a good question. Something more current, more more recent. There is um,
1: Amigos in the in it's <laughs> Skip It a Flipper. Uh, I don't know
0: if that's how drastic I would go as far as like a tone shift.
1: It's called OKC and they say Oklahoma sooner a lot now. It, yeah. It's about a woman selling drugs. She's a trap queen, but if you just bleep all those words out, just bleep all those words out. He says Oklahoma sooner a lot, and it's hip hop. So, is because you got to think: is Crazy Train more for the fans or is it more for the players? It's for the fans
0: because I'm pretty sure, the players don't even know who like Ozzy Osbourne is. That's is that what I'm saying.
1: They? That's what I'm saying. Like they might know, like oh, they, if they see a picture of him, like oh yeah, that's who Ozzy Osbourne is. Because Michigan, they have Atomic Dog, and George Clinton, which was a part of Parliament, like, Atomic Dog is good. And then, of course, Wisconsin, they have uh, Jump Around, and that's always fun. And we have Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train.
0: We'd <laughs> <laughs> um, have to finish with, like, something that's, like stadium, like, Oklahoma Stadium-appropriate. So it'd be something more recent. It'd be like Imagine Dragons or someone no. like Fallout Boy. Hundred percent. That's what it'd be.
1: What about like Aerosmith's "Back in the Saddle Again"? Because they just rebuilt the schooner. <laughs> or would it's that You'd do too, that for like the first game? Yeah, is it or is that too cowboyish? Because a saddle fits on a horse like a cowboy. It's, it's a little cowboyish, but I mean, a lot of schooners are it cowboys, fits. I guess. But yeah, I mean so you you are of the faction that we should dump crazy train yes i mean oklahoma stadium
0: they have their moments but generally it's not too big of a rowdy crowd no, compared it is to not. like other places some person and named think, glenn
1: behind uh in front of me is or behind me is really upset i'm standing up sit down yeah
0: i think if you switch switch the tone a little bit maybe you get a little bit more interaction
1: Make it pretty angry
0: because, or just give them towels and like wave the towels. Easy one, yep. Said for like two years, but nope, we just got angry,
1: sweaty people. <laughs> man, LSU is so fun, and I've bragged about their fan base so often. Like, they're like, would you not just love to go to a, a, a game in Death Valley? If I wore a, a
0: LSU shirt, yeah, for real, I really. would not want to go there Get the as an opposing man. fan. I hear it's bad. Yeah, you get pretty uh... some pretty fun things said to you.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine. But I mean, it's fun when you win. It's much, it's much
0: more different dynamic. Oklahoma fans, they'll they'll invite like people into their tailgate, like, "Oh, you're from Iowa, come on in,
1: <laughs> grab a beer." i see they don't do that. How are they not pooping your cup before they give it to you? <laughs> Probably. Um, I think NCAA football, I think the NCAA and the powers that be like ESPN, ABC, CBS, however many stations you can name, um, I think they're going to do everything they can do to play conference games and do everything they can do, to do to play like maybe a playoff. Because if there's no football, uh, they're losing a ton of money. So I imagine you would support an 18 playoff. But let's say, you know, let's say there's only one or two undefeated teams out of all the conferences that play would you be in favor of expanding it to maybe a 12 team playoff and you have like a play in
0: um no I think 12 is a little bit too much it'd be fun to watch but I think after like the third week you'd be like alright can we just get to the the championship game Yeah, but I think eight's a pretty solid number um, you could even do like six and one and two yeah. get like a like a bye week. So like
1: those two undefeated
0: teams would get a bye week, right? So I think that's more more manageable than a twelve team. I mean, I'm trying to imagine. So, but it would be fun if you put like you slot a team in there, maybe like um, maybe like an Oklahoma State. And they win a couple games that they shouldn't, it kind of throws things off. So that'd be fun to watch. But um, as far as the big teams, I think they're pretty much safe at eight.
1: Yeah, I think it's fair. Do you think any uh, power, not power five, but do you think any of the smaller schools could get in, like from the American Conference?
0: Like a UCF? Yeah. UCF could absolutely get in. Um, I'm trying to think who else would be in that. Because like, let's, let's say
1: UCF does or somebody else who's been pretty good in, in, like, like I don't know, Memphis for some reason, right. um, or Houston if they have a good season, uh, if, they, if they don't, That'd don't be have That'd be fun COVID. to watch.
0: I would I would love to watch one of the smaller programs um, go in and see how they compete on, like, the biggest
1: level. See, and that's my thing is what if they go in as, let's say, a seven seed and just get completely obliterated? Would that destroy their credibility for wanting to be in a college football playoff the next few years instead of having uh, just court instead of having quarterfinals just having semifinals because they said well you other smaller schools I mean you got a chance you got a shot and you completely Oklahoma it and just got blown <laughs> out of the water Would do you think that would do you think that would really just ruin their chances for the next few years.
0: I think you'd have to look at the context of it. Um, Let's say they get matched up with LSU. There's no way they were going to be LSU last year. They were just going to get buzzsawed all the way through the game. Like, even Clemson couldn't even hang with LSU. So, if that happened, I don't think that really destroys their credibility. Everybody knew it was going to happen. It's going to happen to most teams. Um, Now, if, let's say, like a Michigan State gets in the playoffs and they get matched up with UCF and Michigan State just runs over them. Then I think that that starts to hurt their yeah. credibility.
1: That's fair. I just like because I keep on thinking these like because being an Oklahoma covering Oklahoma sports, they've been to the playoff 2015, 2017, 18, and 19. They've dropped all four. And you know that if they should make the playoff in 2020 or 2021, if they have one loss or something suspicious. And instead of the other team being Baylor, but the other team is maybe USC, because of Oklahoma's past history, especially four games of losing in the playoff, do you think they might opt for somebody else on prior experiences?
0: Yeah, I think oh, I, I think the uh, what do you call them the committee? Mm-hmm. I think they definitely look at it as a money thing, at least a little bit. So I think, um, you know, is Oklahoma going to pull in those numbers knowing that the past four games they've they've lost? It's not really going to be that much of a draw.
1: Yeah, I mean, it got a new team in there. It got Ohio State in 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 there. there. It got Ohio State in there, and they won the whole damn thing and screwed over TCU.
0: Yeah. So I think I think it hurts them a little bit. I don't know if it's make or break. I think Oklahoma, you can tell where they are on paper pretty well. Um, but if it's close, you know, maybe Oregon gets really good here pretty soon. And then it's just a coin flip at that point. I don't think Oregon's very good.
1: Is it? I don't
0: know. I, I just don't. Now they're putting together something some something good on defense. We will uh, see. Kayvon Thibodeau and Justin yeah. Flo and Sewell.
1: And they don't have a racist as their head coach anymore. That's true. He, uh, is he still coaching the Eagles? Chip Are you Kelly? talking about Chip Kelly? No, he's
0: at UCLA. That's why.
1: Oh, Oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> That's right. That. Because the, the that story, I just totally blanked. Yeah, the story came out was that the players didn't trust them to put in, them in positions <laughs> yeah. for success. And that was the most n- un- unsurprising thing ever.
0: Yeah, and they don't even have any, like, name brand players outside of, uh, what's his name? Theo Howard. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they did. Uh, Thompson Robinson. Yeah. I think is there only one I can remember? Yeah. Chris Murray's at
1: OU2. Just, I don't see how you go to UCLA as a four star recruit and you take your uh, football lifestyle seriously. I mean, if you're, if you're going to be that good, go be at USC or find a different program. But I don't think people go to UCLA to take football seriously, anyways. But speaking of USC, um, South SoCal, JT Daniels, who got passed up at USC, by the way, in a spread offense. JT Daniels transferred to UGA in Georgia and became immediately eligible now I don't think JT Daniels is that good but what do you think he's uh
0: he can compete I don't think he's Heisman caliber good uh, but he's he has enough arm to get Georgia to a playoff run if they needed to
1: is he better than oh from Jake from yes.
0: Um, I think he can be. I'm not sure if he'll reach it. <laughs> I was never a big believer in in From. See, I wasn't either. But he beat OU. Well, Sonny Michelle beat well, OU. Yeah, by he didn't really beat OU. Carrying the
1: ball 11 yards per carry. If DJ Ward would have actually sacked him on fourth down instead of just whiffing, OU wins and goes to the national title.
0: Yeah. It helps when you you don't allow two running backs
1: to rush for over 10 yards per carry. And one of them was cross-eyed. <laughs> God. So, he could see those blitzing linebackers and safeties from everywhere. <laughs> all over the field. <laughs> <laughs> Another LSU team in <laughs> Marcel Brooks. So, you've known about this Marcel Brooks stuff since, like, January, February, early about how he might look around from LSU and, you know, you, like, I think, I mean, you, you tell the story best that, go ahead, just go ahead tell the Marcel Brooks so it stuff. It was like, uh, it
0: would have been like late February, early March. Um, that's when that rumor started popping up and um, kind of got word of he was looking around a little bit, but um, the way it was phrased to me that it was just, it could be just a stunt, you know. Um, he's one of those guys that really likes, likes the attention, likes the spotlight, so. Um, maybe he's just looking to see that recruiting process one more time before you know it's over. Um, but to his credit, uh, Marcel Brooks is heading to TCU. I found out about it a couple of days ago. Um, I hit up some people, and I was just like, "Hey, I'm here, and you know, Marcel Brooks is pretty much already there." And they said, "Yeah, he's he's here. We just can't talk about it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be like Monday or Tuesday before everybody knows." So, um, to his credit, he's, he's moving back home. He's closer to his mom, so. Hopefully, whatever situation he's in, it gets resolved.
1: So, and he would be—he wouldn't be immediately eligible, right? I don't think so. I mean, these guys—he's so. not a quarterback. These guys always make up—they don't make up excuses, but they always find great reasons to be able to play immediately. So, who yeah. knows? But I mean, TCU always has a great defense, so we'll find out in the near future if he and they got is, Zach Evans, yeah. Yeah, well, oh yeah. I mean, they got two major projects, but two guys that are very good at football. Now, ESPN listed top five quarterback and coach combinations, and the first two I think are pretty decent, and I think you might agree between Davo Sweeney and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, sure, great, whatever. And second one is Ryan Day and Justin Fields at Ohio State makes a lot of sense. They're both really good quarterbacks, and they are both head coaches that have had a lot of success here's where i don't get it let's start off with let's jump number three and go to number four pj fleck and some i don't even know who this quarterback is i've never heard of this man
0: um something morgan yeah i would say that's in there i I like fleck as a uh is he he's the row the boat guy right yeah so he's he's done some really good stuff at uh, minnesota i just
1: i just don't know enough about minnesota football because i I just don't care it's fun you should watch a game i mean i like their gopher thing they put on in the in the end zone on the big (laughs) screen that's fun that's really fun that's a gopher right yeah so it's just like that's cool but i don't know much about minnesota football i know they've come close i
0: would fit in the top five really okay
1: Well, number three and number five, I was just shocked. And I think they just needed to name a coach and a a football player. Because number three, they went with Tom Herman and Sam Ellinger. What? And number five, even better or worse, Jimbo Fisher and Kellen Mond? That's the top five (laughs) QB coach connections in college football? You couldn't pick something better? I have... Like first of all, holy hell Gundy and Spencer Sanders is better than Fisher and Mond. Yeah.
0: Gundy's he puts together some pretty good college quarterbacks. Like Kellen
1: Mond, like if you've ever seen somebody throw a frisbee for the first time but not backhandedly, but f- what would you call that like forward-handedly? Like you're snapping yeah, I'm terrible. you're yeah. snapping your wrist the opposite the wrist direction. That's what Kellen Mond looks like throwing a football. It's just really wonky. It's a lame duck. It's terrible. Like he sucks at throwing the ball. <laughs> so the fact that they go seven and five yearly and that's a top five QB coach connection is shocking. Well, they'd
0: have they fit in the uh, the SEC, I guess. Jeez, and I mean, do you think Herman and Ellinger are are in the top five on this list at least? No, no. Really, Herman's just like just, just go run the ball, just go run the
1: ball, and then
0: and throw kill it your deep.
1: brains and get CTE. Sam Ellinger, who's had like nine, you can't
0: see, you know, look at look at the corner of the end zone, just throw it there, and someone will.
1: Colin Johnson will go get
0: it. <laughs>
1: oh man, just so bad. But they did say there's like next sections of like oh maybe uh maybe there are some gems or maybe some diamonds in the rough, and then this next one was. This is the safest bet to be your a top. It's not number one, but it's the safest it's the, yeah, bet. Yeah, exactly, right? It's not the it's not the top five, or not even number one, not not from number five, but this is the safest bet to be a great quarterback coach connection. Hear me out. Lincoln Riley and Spencer Rattler. <laughs> and of course this this is one hundred percent about Spencer Rattler not playing significant snaps, right?
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. There's no exposure for Spencer Rattler much right now. So um, it's just the lack of knowing what he's going to do. And, you know, to ESPN's credit, there's not a lot of people outside the OU realm fan base um, that really knows who Spencer
1: Rattler is yet. Yeah, that's fair. Now, let's say Jalen Hurts was a junior last year and he was able to come back to Oklahoma for one more year. Would Oklahoma... Would Spencer not Spencer rather? Would Lincoln Riley and Jalen Hurts be on this top five list?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And how but I high? Think,
1: do you think they would be number uh, three?
0: Oh yeah, they'd be, you'd put them, slot them at three. I think uh, the one thing is that Hurts probably gets replaced
1: yeah. halfway through the season there. Like he should have been in a different season than he played at OU, right?
0: Or they just use him in special packages. So, hmm.
1: do you think? So you would you would say that Lincoln Riley and Baker Mayfield and then subsequently Kyler Murray would be number one oh, for, absolutely. for at least three years in a row?
0: How could you? I mean, that's two Heisman winners 16, in a row. 16,
1: 17, 18. Do you think by the end of the 2015 season they'd be in the top five with Lincoln and Baker Mayfield? Um, Or did Bakes have a lot of room to grow after that 15 season, even though they did make it to the I would playoff? say it's just outside at six. Okay. Because there were some great quarterbacks that came in those, in those playoffs.
0: Yeah, you could put like Mike Leach and whatever quarterback he wants to throw in. <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Gardner was fun to watch. He was He's, that wasn't outstanding.
1: He's having fun. some success in Jacksonville, right? A little bit. But man, that's all. That's all I got. Do you have anything else? Um, I'm
0: trying to say, I think Kendrick Blackshire just committed to. Alabama, that which was expected, kid has
1: the biggest calves I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen? that? you just like that's the first I didn't thing see that I picture. noticed. I was like, God,
0: like, that's like my thigh. I've
1: never seen calves that big on a human in my life. He must do a lot of bicycle riding.
0: Calf raises all
1: day. Jeez,
0: that's incredible. But uh, I think some people kind of got excited with the O coming out and then oh. uh, Black Shire's <laughs> announcement. Yeah. Kind of lining up with that. So, uh, there's, there's nothing there. He's committed to Alabama. I think, OU backed off a little while ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, OU realized he wasn't in their league. Anything else? Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for continue following us. It's going to be August really soon and we'll know whatever else the world has for us soon enough after that. Um, you can find us on crimson you can find us on wherever you get a podcast please go give us a five-star rating really appreciate it um you can follow me comment robbie and Cam robbie and CCM. you can follow uh, jack who's not on with us at ccm machine or j larry shields you can follow steven at ou updated sb and steven go ahead and tell him about the discord
0: so you can join Discord. It's a um, it's kind of like a hybrid forum chat room kind of thing. It's all live. There's an app for it. Um, there's about a hundred members in there, a little over a hundred members right now. So it's constant talk about football, um, whether it's OU college football, NFL, um, basketball, recruiting. There's all sorts of
1: stuff yeah, in there. A so. ton of forums and a ton of different topics. You guys. Yeah. Can if mention.
0: you want to get connected with us, we're always in there too. So um, we always drop invites, or you can just DM one of us. We can send them out.
1: That's about it, so thank you guys for listening, and we'll check you guys later.